0: Host, Beth Ann.
2: And uh, I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. And I'm so excited because I have someone in the studio. It doesn't happen often, but we have Larry Behrens with us today. He is with Power of the Future. And uh Daniel will be calling in, too. We thought we'd surprise Daniel, but he had to tell him because Daniel's his <laughs> boss. So, anyway, he recently moved closer. He's in Missouri now, and we uh, invited him to come Visit us, and and we kind of liked him. Oh, so we had him come back. Give me time. time. (laughs) Well, let's go to the Lord in prayers. We get started today for such a time as this. When most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts of thankfulness, gratefulness. We praise you for the God that you are, the Great I Am, and we thank you, Father, for always having a loving heart of forgiveness. We know we don't deserve the grace and the mercy that you bestow upon us, but we are thankful and grateful for those things. And may we be instruments to show that same love and grace that you'd show to us and forgiveness. Father, we do pray that you will change our hearts and change the hearts of those who are leading us down this evil road. Change their hearts, Father. May they come to know you. For we know that they... They do these evil things because they are totally lost. Totally. We ask, Father, for a healing of our land because of the sin that is just rampant across it. We ask, as your children, for that gift of discernment and wisdom. And then, Father, courage to be the witnesses you would have us to be here in this world. We know that it is what you have commanded us to do, to go out and share the gospel. And I believe that for such a time as this, you have placed me right here. I still haven't figured out why, but you have. And I'm trying to be obedient in that. It is for such a time as this that I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, happy Friday, y'all. I asked Rudy, "What special day is it?" He does this to me every now and then. He goes, oh, it's nothing special. Well, it's National Cabbage Day, so I mean, if you like coleslaw and cabbage, it's that's pretty special. And I like fried cabbage. You ever have fried cabbage? Well, you got bacon in it, Rudy. It's got to be good. It's got bacon in it, and it's National Random Act of Kindness Day, so. You know when you're going through McDonald's or something, you know, pay for the people behind you or in front of you. I guess that's behind you. I have to pay for the people behind you uh, do something kind to others i I told rudy he was he was free to do all kinds of acts of random kindness to me today if he wanted to oh, well, Monday we talked about brave Americans and how we need America to rescue us, brave Americans who are not afraid to speak out. Who do we need rescued from? Well, probably China and Russia, the politicians, the intellectuals, and, yes, our corrupt media. And I still believe, I truly do, that we, the people, outnumber them, all of them. But do we have the diligence to remain forever vigilant? Sometimes I worry about our stamina for liberty. The enemies are within, and they've been working very hard for a very long time to take America down, to fundamentally change America. On Tuesday, of course, it was Valentine's Day. But, you know, we talked about the media blackout, in particular in Ukraine. I have a really interesting article about that. Some gentleman that was uh, wanting to learn a new a- language in his mid-age, he said. <laughs> and so he listens to French um, radio, media, and how the French were covering the Ukraine war Differently than America. They were actually covering both sides of the story. And then we talked about, again, where is Secretary Petey when the Ohio train derailment is just, oh, it's just devastating what's happened there in that land, in that, in that area. And the FBI asset that set up the Proud Boys. And where is justice in America? Wednesday we talked about, we're in a heap of trouble, boy. And Daniel was our guest on Wednesday. So we talked about a lot of things then. Thursday, we talked about we're living in crazy times. That was yesterday. And with, I again want to encourage you to follow me on Substack. I'm writing uh, something there every day. It's a lot of work <laughs> to keep on writing. But pronouns, we talked about the pronouns and the lack of truth in identity and the genders and they no longer can say male or female or mother and father. It's now sperm donor. An egg donor. So if you're a woman, and I was thinking I was being really smart, asking this question of my husband. Now, remember, we're in rural America. He grew up on a farm. And I said, so when a woman, you know, reaches this point that she runs out of eggs, well, they call her then. And, of course, he says, a broiler. Yeah. How many of you ever watched the animation movie Chicken Run? It was Mel Gibson was the star rooster in that. It was really a great movie. Uh, I thought it was funny. And then, of course, we had, I didn't see him except on the news last night, Don Lamone. I guess it goes right along with him saying that certain women in their 50s are past their prime. Uh, he's taken a little heat for that. And then we found a couple of quotes that we didn't share yesterday, but we should have shared them yesterday, but we didn't find them till today. Because we were talking about the intellectuals and the elitists who want world dominance against all we the people. So the, the quote is It is a thousand times better to have common sense, thus the name of the show, without education than to have education without common sense. That was by a Robert Green Immersall. Um, he's an American lawyer and writer during the golden age of free thought. <laughs> And then the other one has an unknown author. We do not know who said it. But modern education is teaching people to be smart enough to repeat what they've been told and to follow orders and making them dumb enough to think that makes them smarter than everyone else. Pretty much what's going on. And now it is Friday. We're still talking about China balloons and maybe Russian ones, too. We don't know. Our leadership came out. Our faithful president came out yesterday to put us all at ease. Every one of us should rest knowing they don't have a clue. Pretty much that's what they said. They don't have a clue. We don't know what they are, but we're going to shoot them down. That's kind of dangerous. That's kind of dangerous. And the 2024 presidential election is ramping up, folks. It's ramping up. And of course, we're still in horror and we need to be praying for all our fellow Americans in East Palestine, Ohio, after the train derailment Chemical spill and burn. And the contamination that seems to be lingering. Have you seen the water there? Got pretty rainbows in it. I thought it was telling of the EPA when Senator J.D. Vance said, if it's safe, why don't you drink it? (laughs) I don't know that they took that challenge, but... Censorship in the media is still going on. We have a blackout about several things. And... I'm going to run out of time before I get to this one, but we will talk about it today. There is an awkward, an obvious, awkward silence in Fox News. The You know, the conservative news network regarding censorship of Newsmax. Perhaps they only defend free speech when it isn't one of their competitors. I do want to talk about that a little bit. I I get disappointed in Newsmax, too, so I'm not just picking on Fox. I think sometimes... Everybody just plays too much politics and doesn't necessarily stay to truth and common sense. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. And I believe we will have your boss when we come back. Daniel Turner will join us for his weekly report about our power of the future. And we will be right back.
3: I'm Mr. H, here to tell you about an unusual and sensational nutritional product that contains nine exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, and 70 colloidal trace minerals. It's called Immuno 150, nothing like it in the world. If you're trying to get rid of some pain or correct any health issue, you might try Immuno 150. Look at the website immuno150.com That's IMMUNO150.com. You've probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life, but your body needs at least 60 minerals. So try Immuno150 to see what 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients can do for you. Call 888 316 2224. That's 888 316
2: 2224 We have returned to listening to cse talk radio this is beth Ann. i promised you daniel we're gonna have daniel we're having a little phone trouble so we're gonna figure that out so larry's gonna punt we're gonna punt it to larry with power of the future i'll do my best all I'll right best. <laughs> your boss will call in he may be listening maybe I know. it's maybe it's just a plot and so now
4: i have to say truthful things He probably listening
2: <laughs> i think you do say truthful <laughs> things <laughs> well, about him yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So
4: what's going on in Power of the Future this week? You know, there's a whole lot when it comes to energy. You know, we're watching, obviously, gas prices. We're watching the impact of Chinese balloons and our relationship with China because, as many Americans know, when you have someone who's pushing those sun panels and those windmills, well, those come from mostly a singular country. And it's the same country that sends balloons over our country. And so for all those years that, you know, President's Day is coming up, we've had president after president, Republican, Democrat, saying we should be energy independent. We achieved it. We had it under yes, we President did. Trump,
2: and it felt so good. And
4: then it was surrendered, right? And it was surrendered in the name of "Let's get these sun panels from this country that's sending balloons overhead." So those are things that that we're talking about as we look forward to President's Day. We're going to look at maybe the presidents who haven't drained our strategic petroleum reserve. <laughs> oh. we look at which Pres- one was that? <laughs> I think <laughs> there was one that tried to fill it up <laughs> at a pretty affordable rate. <laughs> and so there's a whole lot to to go on in energy. I think you know we've seen over the past uh year two years plus ever since uh biden was sworn in more and more americans are learning where their energy comes from how fundamental it is to our society and how washington has just messed it all up
2: well um it is president's day coming up a lot of people get a day off i i I think i won't my boss doesn't let me have a day (laughs) it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough yeah they used to have all kinds of uh you know, sales going on. You go shopping and stuff on President's Day because we all know that's what Washington did. <laughs> George, George went shopping. That's what he did. Oh, we have Daniel. Oh, we're going to have to behave, Daniel. <laughs> Welcome back. How are you? Oh, it's good to hear from you, and happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. What's going on? I just asked Larry what's going on, but I want I want your opinion. I want I want yeah. what the boss well. says. <laughs>
5: <laughs> there's always a lot going on but you know even Larry and I were talking about this over over text just early this morning the thing that i've been thinking about is we watched this terrible train disaster in ohio mm. and we 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 realized that obviously there's always a risk when you're moving chemicals and materials around the country by rail um but, but we used to propose a bunch of pipelines to move dangerous materials and they all got shot down right mm. we canceled some major pipelines because of environmental concerns and we went back to shipping them by rail i mean people sometimes forget that keystone pipeline um wasn't going to bring for the first time oil to the gulf Coast. it was going to bring it for the first time by a pipeline because right now it comes via train um pipelines are safer they're greener they're underground they're they're uh, better for the environment they're better for public health and so it's just bizarre to watch this terrible train reaction the train derailment and an administration say well what's the alternative pipelines can have pipelines can have rail so the alternative is nothing the alternative is the stone age so I guess to answer your question Beth and what's going on I'm getting ready to live in the stone age because that's where the Biden administration is sending.
2: oh yes Well, let me play the devil's advocate just a little bit. I had a lot of listeners in Nebraska that were against the pipeline because they were concerned about contamination, possible leakage of the aquifers. But I'm not on top of this like you guys are, but what about how many leaky pipelines have we had that would hurt the environment in that way, like the aquifers or anything else like that?
5: I mean, whenever there is a pipeline incident, you always hear about it in the news. Um, The original Keystone had a small spill a couple of months ago. A lot of people think it was a deliberate act of sabotage, quite frankly. Um, Mm -hmm. But but that is, as of now, unproven. We do know there are environmental groups who this is their their MO. This is what they do is they sabotage pipelines. Um, So is there a risk? I'm not going to say there's not. There's always a risk. But, you know, there's a risk walking out the door right now that a tree could fall on you. What we have to do is not say – we're never going to eliminate risk. What we have to do is choose what is the least risky of all of the available options because the other alternative is nothing. And so you could say, well, I'm worried about the aquifers. I get it. But do you want oil and gas or not? Do you want to live in in the the first world or not? So – there has to be the selection of what makes the most sense. And pipelines are by far the most environmentally friendly. Heck, even, even the Cub Scout Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> said there are over a 1,000 train derailments uh, a, a, a year. That's a pretty big number. I guarantee you there aren't a 1,000 pipe leaks a year. And if there were, you would hear about them in the news. You so know, I, so yeah, that's you know. the response to that.
2: I have a listener one time that told me that Missouri has all kinds of pipelines underneath it. We're like, we're like the super underground highway of pipelines here. And I don't recall hearing any incidents. That doesn't mean they didn't happen, but I, they usually make the news big. I mean, I remember us watching all the, the oil covered fowls and dead fish when, you know, Exxon or somebody had a a spill out at sea. But they're not saying anything, as I mentioned to you Tuesday, about these dead whales that are being beached. <laughs> and that, that's got to be bad.
5: No, no. Environmentalists have been very quiet about what's happening with the whales, what's happening in Ohio. Um, and the reason why is because they have an agenda. And it's not the environment is not their agenda, and that's animals right. are not their agenda. Their that's agenda right. is socialism. And, and the Green New Deal is a socialist manifesto, and that's what they want. Environmentalism is, is, is socialism. Uh, it has at its heart, just as socialism does, the, the punishment of humanity. It hates humanity. It is a deeply anti-human philosophy. So they're not going to talk about whales or contaminated water by a rail spill, because that may hurt their agenda, and, and they only care about their agenda.
2: Well... Yeah, it doesn't meet their agenda. The, the narrative isn't there. They're not going to be there. But there's also talk, and I, they haven't proven it or anything, but apparently there has been some sporadic sabotage of the rails. And so there has been talk that that might have happened. Uh There's no proof of it. Um, I think it was just handled completely wrong. Um, I've got to say that I have the wisdom to know how to handle it completely right when you have that many contaminants being spilled um but i feel for these people there in ohio i i really am concerned about them um we have i've lived long enough i've seen the results of other poisons what it has done to to unborn children and to young people and to the elderly and years down the road they'll find out yeah how, what it, and, what and- has really happened
5: And we're never going to live in a world that doesn't have access. That's unfortunate, and that is reality. And I don't think the people of East Palestine expect to live in utopia. But what they do expect is answers and accountability and and assistance, whether it's from the government, whether it's from the companies responsible. What they don't expect is to be stonewalled and, and to just be told, just shut up, drink the water, everything's fine, but no one is here. To help you um, and that's that's the sad thing of what's happening there the accident nice. itself is tragic absolutely the air the water contamination is tragic but what's really tragic is the lack of sympathy we're showing which is why I put on social media earlier the only solution for the people of East Palestine is to act like the other Palestine it's to attack Israel launch suicide bombs because that Palestine gets all the attention from Joe Biden. They love that Palestine. They send them billions of dollars. They send them weapons. They send the aid. So for the people of East Palestine, start attacking Israel, and maybe this administration will give you some money.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's in rural America. They really don't care about rural America. Uh, you know, we're not the pretty people. You know, we don't dress in the nicest clothes. We maybe don't all get to the dentist on time. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm just saying they're poor. That particular area is poor, and it Mm -hmm. means nothing to our nation. They're talking about poor people. They're not the right color. Maybe they're not the right color of poor people. Maybe that's what it is. They're
5: poor, they're white, and they're Christian, and those are three things this administration does not care about. And they also voted for Trump in that county. And, And just as proof of that, when a bunch of New Yorkers, and don't forget I'm a New Yorker, but when a bunch of New Yorkers are stuck at the airport for the day, it is all over the news. Oh, my gosh. New Yorkers can't make it on a plane breaking news nonstop because that's what the media cares about.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I've never been to New York. I used to want to visit it, but I'm not going to there right now. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it scared me to death that day you told me that you never rode a yellow school bus. You would, took the subway to school. And I'm thinking, <laughs> there's no way I'd let my kid get on the subway these days. <laughs> not without proper training oh my gosh anyway i hear the music daniel thank you thank you for coming in thank you for letting larry come in we're gonna have some fun appreciate it god bless you have a wonderful weekend thank you you're listening to csc talk radio this is beth ann and we'll be right back
1: nothing wrong with global communication. After all, high tech has made our world seem smaller. But now we hear terms such as global governance. Henry Lamb's book, A Short Course in Global Governance, is a clear education, indeed, regarding the importance of knowing and understanding global governance. Do you believe the UN should have power over the United States or any other nation? With global governance, there is no sovereign United States of America. Read firsthand and learn the true agenda of global governance. America says, private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. However, Global Governance says private ownership of land contributes to social injustice. Public control of land use is indispensable. Learn more now. A short course in Global Governance is only seven fifty. dollars Visit our online store at csctalkradio.com or send seven fifty dollars to P.O. Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018 for your A Short Course in Global Governance.
0: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow. For the longest time I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets, but up until now I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards.
2: The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling 1-800-978-6168. And use the promo code BETHANN to get 30% off plus free shipping. You're familiar with Range Magazine, packed with hard, cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the Range and at home. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Well, I'm having fun. We've got Larry here in the office, and Rudy already warned me earlier on. He said, don't talk so much so Larry can talk. So <laughs> I'm going to finish. <laughs> I'm going to finish up my monologue here, because I, I do want to talk a little bit about Fox okay. and their awkward silence. Um, regarding the censorship of Newsmax, and uh, I said, perhaps they don't defend free speech if it's one of their competitors. Now, they were quick. And said they stand by CNN when the Trump administration had to punish Jim Acosta for his arrogant and physical disrespect, disrespectful behavior. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, he was trying, to, he wouldn't, he pushed the woman's hand away when she was trying to get the microphone. The president was telling him to give the microphone back and he wouldn't do it. And when they gave him a little punishment, I don't, when you're in trouble on the, in a game, you get punished for so many games, you don't get to come in. And that's all it was. Um, and Fox News said they stood by CNN because they considered that a violation of freedom of speech. And Hannity was in on this. <laughs> I know everybody loves Hannity, but he's probably the highest paid talk show opinion host, that there is. Am I jealous? No, not really, but maybe a little bit. But he's always into this, I don't believe in boycotts. But boycotts is Americans' freedom of speech. If you don't like what somebody's doing, don't buy their product. Yep. I believe in boycotts. I I don't believe in you boycotting me. But I believe in boycotts. (laughs) but i felt like president donald trump had absolute right to tell him he wasn't allowed in another pro- in another press conference ever as long as the administration was in charge.
4: Well, and let's just talk. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, ahead, I apologize. No, let's just talk about the elitism of that. Right. Jim Acosta says, I deserve to be there because I am representing the people. I didn't vote for Jim Acosta. Exactly. I didn't. Uh, there was no referendum that I'm aware of where I said, this is the person I want in Washington, D.C. representing me. But your point is exactly right. We vote with our dollars. We vote with our feet. When we walk away from something, we vote with our eyeballs, with what we watch and what we don't watch. And Americans have voted with their eyeballs when it Comes to CNN and decided, you know what? You're not doing. You're not representing the the fairness of the media that we expect, and their ratings are in the tank. And so now they cater to the very very small audience that they still have, and it doesn't reflect what is going on. They consider themselves a bullhorn on one side of the argument, not a journalist in, in any way, shape, or form. And so, if they want to have you know get upset over Jim Acosta, then they need to get upset when any journalist doesn't get the access. But they also need to take maybe a look in the mirror and say you know what in that press briefing room there's only so many chairs and we already have ours and so we don't care who's getting shut out there's a lot getting shut out that would ask some pretty excellent questions if only they got a chance
2: well you know they got one fox guy that gets biden goes to him Mm -hmm. very regularly Mm -hmm. newsmax they've got one that they'll take occasionally you know but during the trump administration cnn they were horrible they treat and all of the left, the Trump haters and the rhinos and, you know, all those, they treated him with such disrespect. I have never seen – they used to say we did that to Obama, but I didn't see that. I, I didn't like the man.
4: Well, and and I but... – I remember when Trump let in outlets that no one had ever let in before. You know what, Breitbart, Bart, you get in. Daily Caller, you get in. And where was the and uh, where was the media outrage there? It was about why are you letting them in? Why are you letting? Uh, it's like, well, are you worried about competition? Are you worried that someone may ask a question that will highlight exactly what you're hiding because they do that right? Bias is not only in the way that you know how they slant a news story that does air. Bias is also in the stories that never make it to air. Bias is in the stories that we see on social media, but somehow never make it on TV. And so there's a whole lot of ways they exercise bias over us. And they'll have a bunch of excuses. Oh, we don't have the personnel or we don't have the time or we just didn't didn't have that video. They have all of that. We've seen them do it when it is a cause du jour that they care about. And you and Daniel are exactly right. If it was a leak from a pipeline, they're all over it 24-7 news coverage. But you know what? This was a train derailment in a county that voted for Trump. And let's just be honest to what this has done with the EPA. It's exposed the epa for what it really is and fema correct fema
2: hasn't shown up if it would have been a hurricane they'd have been blaming it on climate change right they'd have been uh doing this and doing that um but we found out earlier in this week that we didn't realize there's a area in florida that still hasn't received their insurance they still don't have homes to go back to there some of them are going back to moldy houses and mold can be serious i mean it can be very seriously dangerous depending on the mold and uh I mean, my heart just goes out for these people. But you know, where's the compassion in America these days? Well,
4: that's that's just it. It's uh, They're on the other side, so we're not going to help them. I mean, literally, you look at the EPA and say, you have one job and it's to protect Americans. It's to do what you say you're going to do, but the EPA doesn't see that as their job anymore. The EPA sees themselves as a political arm of the administration. And so we're going to go after the administration's political enemies. We're going to use the power of this office. I mean, it was just last June that the Supreme Court ruled against the EPA in the case West Virginia versus EPA because the EPA was overstepping their boundaries of, of saying, you know what, EPA, you can't do this. Congress didn't give you the authority to do this. You need to cut it out. And they got their hands slapped by the Supreme Court. And so now now, I think their result, their response to that is, you know, we're just going to be hands off in these places. They're supposed to be protecting these citizens, and they are dropping the ball. I've seen it happen everywhere. If there's not – if it doesn't fit their narrative, they're going to know where to be found. But they'll ask for, you know, a budget increase next year, so don't worry about
2: that. Oh, yeah. That, you know. Yeah. We didn't have enough funds. Yes. So we need some more. Um Years ago, before Daniel, <laughs> I read something somebody else had written one time, and I thought, I really like what he's saying, and it was a, it was along this line. And it was Jay Lear. Do you know who that is? I don't. Okay, well, he was the original EPA guy. Oh, okay. And he said EPA needs to be done way with, and it needs to just be in the states. So, it shouldn't be a federal department. Mm-hmm. It should just be state departments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we know how well that went. <laughs> <laughs> department of agriculture when they started putting them in uh kansas city and, and different places oh we don't want to leave dc uh but he was with uh, uh the heartland institute i okay. don't know if he's still there now or not but okay. well, he's the person who came up with the epa the first person in there i don't remember whose administration it was in or but is a long time ago it was and uh You know, so he said they were getting too big for their britches and they weren't really accomplishing what, what the purpose of the EPA was. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about the environment here in just a minute, but I want to, I want to throw this out because we're talking about the EPA. I have this and I'm sure it'll go nowhere, but this is a congressman. He's a Republican congressman and it's not the first time he's done this, but he's introducing a bill to abolish the Department of Education. Now, when President Ronald Reagan became president, before he was president, as he was campaigning the first time, that was what he said he was going to do. But it got bigger under him because, you see, he also had a swamp. And uh, unfortunately, I think he let the swamp talk him into too much, and I think Trump did too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's Congressman Clary, uh, Thomas Massey from Kentucky, and it's not the first time he's done it. But when we keep talking about this national debt, all this spending in this money, the tax dollars that just get wasted with like e p a the department of agriculture the department the b l m Bureau of land management um, all of these what if we got rid of them all? How much money would that sell? Would well, there be a lot of people out of work? But how much money would that actually save America? I would like to have somebody do some deep work on that. I don't have the time. You don't have the time. You're busy. But (laughs) that would be be so interesting.
4: Easily be billions.
2: The, The education be put back in the states. The EPA put back in the states. I don't know that we need BLM at all. And there's others that I don't think we need at all. If I've said a long time ago, if we could send in our money to D.C., for education and other things we'd have more money locally to spend on education and things but we've gotta to hold to that worm you know those things that they promise you you know we're gonna get you some computers for your school i like the one broadband that's what's wrong with america we need more broadband all right we're heading into a break when we come back we'll be in the final segment of today's show you're listening to csc talk radio this is Beth Ann with larry
1: people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to
6: learn more. 800-668-2493. 800-668-2493. 668 2493 That's 800-668-2493.
2: We have returned. You're listening to CS, CSC Talk Radio. And uh, I do want to encourage you to uh, sign up for Substack. It is free. It's just Substack.com. Or if you'd rather, you don't have to sign up for it to read it, send us your email address, and we will put you on the email list, and you will get the Substack. Now, some of you who have emailed me periodically, I have put you on the list. And uh, if you don't like it, you can always remove yourself. It's It's no big deal. Um, but it is completely free. It's a free publication. I have been doing my diligence to write every day on it. Um, so we call it Beyond the Microphone, the fifth segment, because we have four segments in the show, and it's the fifth segment. Now, I know that I have told you several uh different news outlets or opinion outlets that I really, really enjoy, and American Greatness is one of them. Edward Ring wrote this um Back in January, the 24th, and the environmentalist assault on civilization. And he says, with prosperity, we can adapt as we always have. With tyranny, we can do nothing. And he goes on to say, climate alarmists in tyranny with green wrapping delivered with terror. Now, you're a fairly young man. <laughs> he likes to I was, that. I'm putting that on my LinkedIn right now. <laughs> Really young because I got a feeling with the age of your children, you're about the age of a couple of my sons, mm-hmm. and, and I'm young, so you have to be yeah, young. Absolutely. But um, I go back and I remember global, I remember acid rain, mm-hmm. I remember global cooling, I remember global warming, and then when they just couldn't decide, they just threw it in there climate change. Mm-hmm. None of the things in all those years, I was in high school during the acid rain, I was probably in junior high in acid rain and global cooling. Nothing they've ever said has come to fruition. Not one thing that they have predicted has ever, ever happened. And yet they still consider themselves successful. Well, they're very, very wealthy because they are making money on this. So he goes back to to the 60s when that was very popular. But he also talks about somebody did... This out of curiosity, checking on CO2. And they realized there's no way you can ever get rid of CO2. Now he says, without while burning fossil fuel, but I added on there, or while exhaling, you're never going to get rid of CO2. It's not, it's not toxic like the spill in Ohio. But this is part of what you are fighting Mm -hmm. with power of the future. Because the climate change alarmists, the climate change alarmists, and the green movement, it isn't about making America green. It's <laughs> green in their pockets, money. But it has affected every part of our lives. And I'm going to kind of hand it over to you yeah, with that.
4: Yeah. You're, you uh, so much good stuff there to chew on. Let's just talk about it real quick. Cause I mean, it was CNN, I think just a month or two ago had on Paul, I want to say his last name to Einwright, Stanford biologist, wrote a book, The Population <laughs> Bomb, right? Where he predicted that millions and millions would starve to death by the end of the seventies. And, and so, okay, guy makes prediction, prediction's wrong. What is the usual thing? Well, we don't listen to that guy anymore. No, he still gets a central segment on 60 Minutes. They gloss over it. Oh, yeah, he's made some predictions that were wrong. No, he made a major prediction that was majorly wrong. And so if I were to go on any radio show and say, I know the world's going to end tomorrow and the world doesn't end tomorrow, people are going to say, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yet, you put PhDs after their name. (laughs) If you put, uh, uh, it's all for the earth and it's all for green, they all of a sudden have this veneer of unaccountability to where they don't ever... Ever ever have to say that they're wrong? And you're right. They predicted global cooling. Well, then it got hotter, global warming. Then it got cooler. And so they and it's a pretty good racket if you can get away with it. They just said, you know what? Any weather event that happens that makes the news, we're just going to call that climate change, and then we get money all the time. Not just when it gets hot or cold. And, and we see people today like Bill Gates, who is asked about, you know, aren't you a hypocrite for flying on your private jets while telling everyone else to give up their carbon? And he says, oh no, it's different because I pay for my offsets, the gold standards for offsets. And there you have it, right? Every quote-unquote solution, I use the term loosely because they never bring solutions that they bring to us, just magically happened to be the transfer of money and the more power for government. Isn't that amazing that that's how we're going to change the weather? By more money and giving Washington more power? Any American who thinks about it knows that Washington has only done things to mess things up and putting them in charge of more things is never going to work.
2: Never efficient.
4: Never efficient. And so – That is their only solution because that is their real agenda. They want political power. They don't we've you know, you and I have talked about it. They're happy with oil coming out of the ground as long as it's in Saudi Arabia. They were, Joe Biden loves fracking as long as it was in Ukraine and his son was getting a cut. And so it is interesting to see all these things that they say they care about, i.e. the planet, but they really only seem to care about as long as it's within our borders and as long as it increases their political power. And Americans are onto it and they're watching all these, hip, this hypocritical behavior, these hypocritical actions, and Americans hopefully have had enough. I know you have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we said to talk about it and I said a long time ago why can't we just say in fact i think ben when i was working for dairy brownfield i said i can say no why can't you just say no mm-hmm. why can't we just push back that's not now they're telling us if we do that then we have hate speech or we we're just you know but this guy says we can't really he says anyone hoping to stop the environmentalist assault on civilization must realize that it is not enough to challenge the it's not enough to challenge the individual policies he goes on to say here, what could work, however, would be to challenge the core premise of the climate alarmist movement. Learn the facts, evaluate the arguments and of contrarian experts, and make up your own mind. In other words, push back with intelligence common sense. He says doing this we is deemed anti, could be deemed antisocial. You know, you're going to be antisocial. It may be suppressed. They're going to take you off Facebook or something. Um, but it's a healthy expression of sanity. A healthy expression of sanity. And we need to recognize this. He said used to be when people did something like this and said something absurd, we just called them lunatics. Mm-hmm. And now we call them intellectuals. You know, I'm saying that. He didn't say that part. It's like this is ridiculous that we don't push back because, you know, the... The heart of a conservative, a true conservative, especially in rural America, they just want left alone. Mm -hmm. They go, that's an idiot. We're not even going to, you know, argue with the fool. But the whole idea of climate change and the Green New Deal and all of these things is to break America. And when they push at the American individual, it's to break the American's spirit. We can't let them do that. That's why we're here. That's why you're where you are. We can't let them remove our American spirit. That spirit of independence, that's been my fear, is that we've lost that spirit of independence. We've been so comfortable. We didn't experience what our founding fathers did. But they'd have been pushing back big time. They did. I don't know that I'm going to dump tea in the harbor, but we need to do something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're about out of time, Larry. Thank you so much. It's so the fastest hour of the day. I appreciate you so much. And, you know, it's like that. In the show, we all must work together to bring America home. God bless you all. Have a great weekend.
7: CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business.